You're listening to the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, the show about all things design, from the creative side to the business side and all points in between. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell. Want the gang to answer your question on an upcoming episode? Send in your listener question to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Here are your hosts. This is Mikkel out of Seattle. This is Nick Longo in Los Angeles. And we are back with our first transition uh, episode in between our podcasts. Uh, Mikkel and I are here. It is a great episode because we've got Bill Garner coming up. But we also have with us a friend of the podcast, uh, someone you've heard before, and you've probably even heard on another podcast that I get to do. <laughs> Welcome back, Jordan Wilson. Jordan, dude, thank you for joining. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm I know, dude. And it's a perfect one because we're talking logos with Bill again. And I know you're a big fan of Logo Lounge. Yeah. Oh, yeah I know. Definitely. I was just yeah. going to say, like, it's a toss up. I can't, I don't know if I'm a bigger fan of Bill himself or Logo Lounge. <laughs> I mean, he is just fantastic. <laughs> he is the best, dude. And we He's look forward to this like every year because it's, again, too, he puts a great disclaimer up front that like, this is what you should be doing to get better and to yeah. next level your game. Yeah. And he is just the reporter. He is not the designer of all this. <laughs> I thought that was great. <laughs> Yeah, but I I know it's funny. It's like with um, award-winning movies of sorts, like they don't produce or have the background, but they're just the critics. Yeah. They're straight up critics. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. So Jordan, you've been, you've been uploading to Logo Lounge a little this past year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my first year uh, getting into Good it. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I think... Uh, I just uh, sort of a centralized hub to see what the industry is doing. Is, yeah. It's kind of a good perspective, right? To like figure out where things are headed and how to find your place within like whatever project you're doing is, is super helpful. Exactly. Yeah. And, and he mentions yeah. as well at the end, a little bit about uh, students and their way that they can get involved with Logo Lounge. Uh, if you're a current student, you can get in and kind of browse, browse through everything and see that for free. Um, but also to, to all those seasoned designers out there, uh, a membership means a lot. It goes a far, a long way with us. It's definitely, I, I think it's like one of the best go-to places when you're starting something out just for any of those inspirational things um, in a very clean and organized manner. So um, great stuff for sure. And we're excited. So this is our conversation for the 2020 Trend Report with Bill Garner of Logo Lounge. <laughs> How's it going, Bill? I'm great. It's good to see you guys. Yeah. Thanks for reaching out and reminding us this was a trend report time, <laughs> 2020. Gosh, what, what's up? Has everybody been kind of focused on other things in their life I don't know. or something like that? <laughs> How could we have forgot? For sure. <laughs> I'll tell you what really makes me feel naked on this is that, you know, if, as you know, on the trend report, we end up doing it with um, uh, LinkedIn Learning and we do a course mm -hmm. and that typically records back in March which didn't happen. Wow, yeah. And yeah. I typically am at uh, How Design Live presenting it to an audience of uh, a yeah. thousand people or so. 
Yeah. That didn't happen. Uh, so, <laughs> um, actually, I, I am doing uh, next week the first version of this that's going to be uh, recorded for the uh, Graphic Artists Guild. Good. Uh, doing good. a webin webinar for them. But I, I think the, you know, the recording ones I've seen lately that are obviously replacing a lot of the live things yeah. in our industry are looking – they're doing really good. I think there's a certain amount of confidence I'm seeing with people just – that they're not so live. I don't know. It's like I think I think they're a nice little alternative. Maybe they they'll look, stick around. They looked like crap back in mid <laughs> mid March, but you know they're getting better. People have got experience. Exactly. Better cameras now, right? <laughs> we, we figured out that if you screw a light bulb in in front of you, people can see you. It's yeah. just amazing. <laughs> We're going back to basics, Bill. Isn't it great? Yep. yep. <laughs> well, I'm loving we, it. We are excited because I think this is a perfect thing to talk about. And, uh, you know, we've, we've all read through your report. And what's great about it is it's so uh, timely, you know, you coming out with this now and talking about some certain things that are happening. And, and, and this whole idea of what we're going through, I think uh, this is cool. And I'm glad we got Jordan here, too, because he's a big logo guy as well. And this is going to be a great conversation about you know, what we can do, how do we move forward with the tips and tricks and the insight that you've brought? Um, I loved your title. You called it Righteous to Wretched. What? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about that. Why? What does that mean to you? Oh, you I, know, and, and as soon as I sent that over to our uh, uh, writer here, she came in and said, you misspelled wretched. And I, I said, no, I looked it up. Wretched, you know, the kind where you vomit. Um, and she <laughs> Oh, so yeah, no, righteous wretched basically means that, you know, despite the fact I report on these things, it doesn't mean that I agree with everything that happens. Yeah. And, you know, I, there are some of these that I, I love, you know, and the, the insight and, uh, the, you know, the, the, the way that people have come up with these are great, but there are other ones where I'm kind of going, really? Are we really yeah. going to go back to that? Or are we going to do wow. this? This is so cliche. So, yeah. um, you know, I mean, again, I'm, I'm, it's the old, don't shoot the piano player. Sure. All I'm doing is I'm reporting, you know, what we're seeing. You guys are the ones yeah. doing it. Yeah. And Jordan did most of the crap. You know, are, it's, it's Jordan's to blame. Stuff, it's Jordan's. No. Wait, have you seen this before in years prior where there was a, like just a, an a, a abundance of the cliche? Like, so there's always cliche. Yeah, you know, always. I, okay, you know, so I, I I've always loved this thought that you know, uh, <clears throat> as designers, um, cliches are cliches because they work. Yeah, you know. So our responsibility is to find that cliche and find a way to present it to the public that they've not seen before. Yeah. You know, because the the undercurrent, the foundation of it, still works. It's just a matter of seeing it with fresh eyes. So I, I think that's the part that I love is when somebody can take something that is so cliched and yeah. do it in such a way that you're going, holy crap, I've never thought of that. Yeah. 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 I wonder why too. Like I, I, I'm, I'll be the first to admit some cliche stuff comes, comes out of the studio every once in a while, but what's the, what do you think? Why, why do you think people kind of, is it, is it a laziness? It was, is it time consuming? Is it, no, you know you what know, I mean? So, um, Last year, uh, for uh, book uh, 11, when we were doing uh, Logo Lounge book 11, uh, one of our judges was George Bakwa. Um, and you guys are probably familiar with him. Amazing designer. Um, 
And uh, we, we did kind of a roundtable with the judges where we asked them, you know, uh, a lot of questions about identity design and the likes. And he had this great comment that I just really loved. He, he said, you know, um, good logo design is kind of like going fishing. And he said, when, when most people throw in the hook, you know, throw the line in there, they've got the bobber set to about the same height. And yeah, yeah. they're all kind of fishing in those same top waters. Yeah. And he yeah. said, if you start to dive down and go deeper, it gets really dark and you don't see anything until you get to the bottom. And when you get to the bottom, all of a sudden you see these amazing fish that you've never seen before. Oh, damn. And what, a, what an analogy. <laughs> yeah. He, he's going, you know, you've got to, you've got to swim through the top waters to get to the bottom. You can't just go straight to the bottom. And I think all the cliches are floating on the top. And wow. it's, you know, it, it, it's basically a way of telling somebody, don't stop too soon. You've got to, you've got to really deep, dive deep, dive deep. Is that good? Can <laughs> deep <do> that? dive. <laughs> you've got to do yourself a deep dive in there to get to the bottom and find the good stuff. But I love that analogy. I got to make a poster out of that one. <laughs> That's a great yeah. analogy. That's really like cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Well, is it going to be basically you're going to have a bunch of crappy logos floating up on top of the water and you can have one of your logos down on the bottom? Yeah. <laughs> where, 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 where do you want to start on this? You want to talk about some overall like just observations and things before we dive into some of the the, the favorite trends here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, okay, I've always got to kind of start with this comment because when we do these things, and you guys could probably just dump in past recordings of me saying this. Um, I am just reporting. Um, when, when I, when I put these trends together, what I'm doing is I'm basically saying, this is what we're seeing. And I'm not saying this is what we're seeing. Go do it. Yes. I'm saying, this is what we're seeing. How can you stand on the shoulders of this and push this idea forward? If, if we all start with the idea that, you know, design is about evolution and that, Anything that we're doing today is probably evolved forward from something that we were doing yesterday. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, with logo design, it's the very same thing. You want to take these ideas yeah. and push them forward. Yeah. So don't, the last thing you want to do is pick up the report and go, okay, I'm going to do one of those because, mm -hmm. you know, uh, it's the old, it's the old thing of it's more important to know how you got there than to know where you are. Yeah. And if as a designer, all you do is say, I like that particular design. I'm going to just emulate that, not copy it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to emulate it. Mm -hmm. You yeah, don't yeah. know why that designer or how that designer got to that point. So you don't know if it's right for that client. All you're doing is you're saying, eh, I like that. That's pretty cool. I think I'm going to do that. You know, <laughs> I, I think it's so smart to throw that out there because it's so it, I think we thought that the first time we talked to you, it was like, yeah, this is kind of what not to do in a way, but also to, <laughs> I think you, you summed yeah. it up. And now, said, I didn't say don't do it. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. But what you not know, to it, do, but it, it's how to take you, how to take yourself to the next level. I mean, how many, how many, all of our questions from listeners and friends of the podcast yep. are always about how do I get better? Right. Yep. And yep. you're, you're telling, you're giving us these clues as to how to push your trajectory and move forward. Trajectory is a great word to use because it really you know, is. Um, you, when, when you look at where something has been yeah. and, you know, where, where it was three years ago and where it was a year ago, there's a line between that. You know, I mean, yeah. you, you see which way it's going. Lines are starting to soften down or images are starting to get more succinct 
or becoming yeah. more minimalist, you know, okay, then is that line going to continue? It's got yeah. a trajectory, follow the trajectory. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Gosh, does this sound like I ought to have charts and graphs? <laughs> <laughs> See, this is if, the, if there's ever a need for a video podcast, this is your, your episode is the one, man. We, <laughs> we should be digging that next time, you know, because I want to see some Bill Gardner charts and graphs and, and slideshows. I, I literally, <laughs> I, you know, you're, you're kidding. But uh, for all the speaking I do, I, I have a chart at the very front it was one that was put together um, uh, originally by the Design Council in London. Um, and there was a subsequent put together by a design management institute that basically compare companies that are design centric with those yeah, yeah. from the FTSE 100 or from the Fortune. You know, I mean, and and it's the very best of stocks against companies that are design centric. And I put that up there showing them how much better companies that focus on design do and how much more valuable they become. And people all invariably i and i start out by saying i'm probably the only designers can start out with a graph yeah <laughs> people always come back to me and go can i get a copy of that because they show it to their clients that are objective and it wow. helps break make something that's subjective much more mm -hmm. objective and they're willing to pay more money for it see mm -hmm. yeah bill can i get a copy of that though yeah <laughs> okay jordan yeah. <laughs> yeah. downloadable uh, pdf in the show notes <laughs> yeah, in the show notes I, it, seriously, I, I would be glad to drop you guys a um, uh, a link to it, and oh, it might be, be valuable to your listeners because yeah, awesome. you know it's nothing I'm trying to hold back. It's great information. Good, good. Anything to help? You're right. It's that it's that process of us understanding the client better and how to communicate what we're trying to say. I, I think we all as designers struggle that and find, are always looking for ways to get that to be better. You know? For oh, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good. Hey, where, let's talk about trends. Where do you want to start, man? <laughs> I, I mean, you. I, I, this is always so great because I, one, I always want to see what they are, but I, I love to see what you title them. I think we always, we know, always suggest so clever. <laughs> you come up with some good ones here, fun. but there's what, a few of them that are, it's, it's certainly top of mind. It doesn't, yes. <laughs> it doesn't do you, take a deep thought. What were you getting ready to say, Nick? Where do you want to start? What was the, we could start right from the beginning. Again, two guys, if you're listening and at home, pop up the Logo Lounge 2020 trend report and follow along. There's, this is a this is such a great deep dive. No, you know we'll throw that in again uh, on where we're at right now. This is awesome. You know, I uh, so I just have fun with words, and I, uh, I I love to put these together. And I'm usually a little bit sarcastic, or yes. you know, um, but I, I have had more people that have literally copied a paragraph out of this, a certain paragraph, and quoted me uh, on it. And I'm going, I'm not sure if it's a good thing or a, a bad thing, but it was on the trend. <laughs> it was on the trend uh, check melts, and um, uh, basically on that on that particular trend, it's just idea of it's kind of like um it's kind of like uh, pixels mm -hmm. and the old um oh, yes. uh, digital circuitry board hooked up on a hot date and went out and had a kid <laughs> you know and um you know in some <laughs> dark alley uh but but what it is is it's this idea of um uh this very 
it, it's still digital in orientation. And you're going to yeah, find that yeah. uh, companies like, I, I think the one that I put in there is Samsung's uh, uh, Exynos, uh, yes. which is one of their processor chips that they've got in there. So it basically looks like a checkerboard, except uh, the checkers or the pixels start to kind of melt together and merge together with this very kind of curvaceous line yeah. that goes on in there. And um, I, <laughs> I, <clears throat> I said, sometimes an aesthetic meets its demise and no one remembered to tell it. A bit like my feelings for design that uh, trot out the old circuit board solder pathways careening around like a pair of Tron cycles abruptly flaring out to terminate in a silver cul-de-sac. <laughs> I said, that that, that technology probably took us to the moon and back for design, but for designers, it provided an immediate visual language we relied we relied on and abused right up until the night we met Pixels. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, <laughs> but but frankly, it, it's taking a couple of uh, ideas that long met their demise, long ago met their demise, and that people are continuing to use and kind of merging them together. Yeah, back to that idea of cliches. You know, it's it's something where uh, they've just found a new way to kind of present it. Yeah. It's great. I, it's I great. love that Art Sigma one. That to me is one of my favorite, like in, in the whole trend report, there's something really cool about it. It stands out. And then there's that one square that's not affected by the melt kind of mm -hmm. in a way, you know, it's kind of neat. And, and the cool thing about that is uh, it was, it was kind of hard to find, um, uh, every year this happens, but uh, as we start to put the trend report together, we, we may find um, a dozen or 24 or six logos that we think comprise a trend. And you, then you've got to kind of pick out which ones you're going to show, because some of them, it's just a repetition of all the same thing. But yeah. some other ones kind of show the iterations that people have thought of on this. And I think that gives you a better foundation to kind of launch forward from. Yeah. Yeah. This is really something. I think it says... Do you find that maybe the softening of it makes it so it's not so tech? It could be another industry playing in this world that used to only be tech because of the grid and the pixels. Like, yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I, I, I get that. Um, you know, as I, I look at uh, the Coinbase one that Alex Toss did, you know, I mean, he, he took that whole thing and kind of said, yeah, okay. Uh, so let's go beyond the vector surface. Let's go ahead and yeah. drag this thing back into dimension and kind of drop it back in. So he's got gradients and depth and the like kind of built into it, but a lot of different ways to look at it. Yeah, for sure. Where do, where do you want I to go that. next? Um, so I'm going to talk about counters, which was the one that I opened with. And yes. it's very, it's very yeah. kind of similar to sisters in some way um in here and by the way anybody that wants to uh again i know that you'd mentioned this but if you go to logolounge.com uh there's a button up top that says trends and it's got uh, the last 18 years of trends so you can actually you, you can actually look at the trajectories that way but um it, in this one it's the idea of the negative space it's the stuff that's not said as opposed to the stuff that's said and um it's uh it's usually a series of shapes that uh, for all intents and purposes look like really solid logos that have been kind of pulled together mm -hmm. usually highly geometric but it's the negative space between those shapes that actually start to kind of form something out it's probably a much more futuristic distant cousin of the fedex arrow if you will in the you know it's it, it, it's that it's what's not said that really works in these and um you know you you, you can start to look at those and uh find arrows or lightning bolts or letter forms or different things in them but it's not so hidden 
that, you know, uh, people have to be on their third date with it to find it. You know, uh, it's, you know, it, it, it really kind of comes out. It's really neat. I, I wonder too, like when you see something like this, I like the ones that show a little complexity, but still can work in one color, still can be embroidered, like, mm. right. You know, you know? Yep. and yet it's still saying a lot and it's just negative space, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, when, when you, you just said something really critical there, which is uh, that idea of uh, being embroidered, you know, which, which is a bitch, by the way, if you're uh, doing anything with uh, gradients. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, a lot of these... Good luck. Yeah. A lot of these live, um, uh, as we show them in the report, on white space. And you and I both know, we all know that very seldom does a mark live on white space. You know, um, yeah, uh, sometimes you got to put it on something else or, you know, so it's important to know that when you've got negative space in any mm -hmm. kind of a mark, that that negative space bleeds out into its environment and the environment, what that does is it gives that logo a sense of place. It yeah. anchors it to, uh, you know, that identity gets anchored to the page, whether it's, you know, digital or print or whatever it is. Uh, yeah. But as soon as you start to put that on something, you know, if I put it on black, is that black the whole page or yeah. is it just a little mm. box? And is all of a sudden that box part of the logo and is it, you know, so uh, it, it's nice when it has room to breathe wherever you put that mark. That's yeah. cool. And they're so dependent on contrast too, just like spaces in between everything and how it's going to scale. Because I've always admired the negative space aspect of things, right? Like yeah. the NBC logos, I think, mm -hmm. kind of like the trend setting anchor For of sure. that. I will say, though, like, because this is becoming more stylized, which is really cool to see. But sometimes they can feel a little forced of like, it's less about the shapes and more about just the negative space. And then maybe mm. you lose a little bit of like, yeah. what the logo should be. But these examples here are great where like, they still make sense with the name and still like, don't force it too far. But yeah, I, still just a tiny bit of an aha moment in these, you exactly, know, uh, yeah, yeah. that people can kind of pick up. I mean, it's not so buried. It yeah. worked. It worked. <laughs> yeah. you, you ever find too, when, as a designer, like if I tried to make that Horizon one, mm -hmm. hoping people would see the H, <laughs> I just wouldn't see it. I would just see the four slashes, right? <laughs> like, you know how we are? <laughs> yeah, we can't look at the work subjectively or objectively no. like, uh, like a viewer can, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I would test that with everybody I know. <laughs> <laughs> we we went through, I think, 25,000 logos. You know, when we do this report, oh um, I, I literally sit down and I go through every logo that's wow. been submitted since the last report. And it was somewhere in the 27,000 zone. Um, wow. And we pull off anything that looks like it has some nuance of something interesting. So uh, mm. to your point, I'm wondering how many of these counter- mm -hmm logos i missed just because i was going oh, i guess i didn't see that age you know <laughs> I, too much pressure. it was a little bit too hidden yeah yeah you yeah. know and i've seen some really good ones too who did the one with the uh the was it uh peter's design group that did the one with the star that's reversed yeah. out of yeah. of four other stars and mm. yeah you know like again like and you when you see the reaction to something like that the simplicity of it and designers freaking out over it, even, even probably hopefully a client freaking out over it. Uh, that's what I, I'm, I'm, I love striving for that simplicity and yet that complexity all in one. And this, this might be a great category to continue, continue to think of, uh, as a designer, it's just in a neat format now, but you're yeah, right. It's one yeah. of those cliches that maybe will stay, but evolve. You know, so 
I'm going to shift you down to sisters for just a second. Oh, yeah, let's do it. And and the reason I uh, call it sisters isn't because (laughs) because this is so closely related to counters. (laughs) But um, it's it's that idea of it's almost like a pair of twins sitting in the womb together. You know, it's uh, (laughs) yeah. Exactly. I love that. A little yin-yang going on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. it's um, it's these shapes where you take one of the shapes and uh, uh, you reflect it. Um, mirror, uh, yeah. Well, it could either be mirror or it can be, and, and this is where I start learning, um, you know, it, it could either be mirror reflective or it can be rotational reflection mm-hmm. or it can be, okay. you know, but yes, yes. it's basically the same shape repeated that also creates a little bit of a negative space between it. Yeah. However, it's less about the negative space on these than it is about the items that have been rotated and nested together. Yeah. So you look at those two and you go, okay, I get it. Counters is about the negative area. Sisters is about the positive area. It's like yes, the nest okay. or the nesting area. It's great. How they yep. nest, right? It's great. Yep. Yeah, because what's neat about even that Stuart design in and out tire, like I, mm-hmm. I see the arrows first. I don't see the the, the awkward weird negative shape because yep. of the balance no. of, you know, exactly. uh, positive to negative, really. Right. 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 And as you look at the sisters, I, I will tell you that uh, you're going to see a, one of the logos in there for Oshkosh. You're going to see another one for uh, Univar Solutions. Um, mm-hmm. There were probably, you know, th- those both look like a, um, I'm, I'm trying to think the best way to uh, describe them. It's kind of like a letter L where somebody took the lower leg and they had too much weight and they sat on it. So it kind of sagged <laughs> down. Um, and, yeah. you know, and so it's those two shapes that are kind of mirrored. There had to have been at least 40 logos that yeah. looked just exactly like that. Um, so that's one of those guys, we got a few too many, you know. Um, <laughs> at, at least the Univar, you know, kind of goes yeah. into a second color or starts to play out some level of dimensionality to it. But um, yeah. Go, go figure. Sometimes we get a little bit carried away and everybody goes, that's a, that's a good idea. I'm going to do it too. Mm-hmm. It's tough when you have such simplistic shapes. Like these are all just very simple shapes. They are. It's like you boil it down that far, odds are it's going to be, it's going to have been done a number of times. Yeah. 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 It's tough. Yeah. So that, that's one of those to look at and go, no, don't do that. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. where, where are we off to next, Bill? Uh, let's talk about Petri dish. Um, I uh, love it that you call it Petri dish. It's so true. (laughs) Or under the microscope or something. Mikhail, I'm going back to my high school biology years. Um, (laughs) It's awesome. Well, and can you just, I mean, those first two at the top row, Mm -hmm. it's so indicative of that. It's a perfect Mm. It's a perfect description. <laughs> I mean, hopefully the, I mean, hopefully these, these, you know, creators wouldn't be like, what the hell? That does not look like a, you're also, I bet you can't, you know, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you're done with these namings with respect. Uh, to, true. You know. True. You know, I, I, I think I first started out kind of going, I don't know, it's kind of a round window or something like that. And I think I discovered yeah. that in my last 18 years, I've used up about all the names. You have. So I, like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Petri dish. I think COVID had something to do with it. I was going, I don't know, smear some auger on there, throw a couple of graphic bits in and see if you can't grow some COVID. Yeah. 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 So, uh, the, and really what, what's going on in these and, uh, to, to Mikkel's point, uh, the, 
the outskirts of the logo, if you will, the the uh, the parameter or the perimeter of the logo is often a square or a circle, much like a petri dish. Sure. And it's taking a look inside of that circle, but you know that beyond that circle, there is more of the shapes that are sitting inside there. So really, it's kind of like somebody put together a, a logo and then they just came in on a little circle of it, some some mm-hmm. piece of it. Uh, there's one in here for the Dana-Farber Institute, uh, Cancer Institute, that um, yeah. as you look at it, um, you basically see a right angle that is intersecting um, a quarter circle or an arc. And uh, you kind of get this sense uh, within a circle and you kind of get this sense of it's maybe a human body, you know, um, the legs and the arms kind of reaching up or you, you get, totally. you know, a circle and a square. It's this idea of bringing two things together. But as you start thinking about it and you realize it's Dana-Farber, you realize that that circle is actually the, uh, the lower right quadrant of a capital letter D. And that the uh, right angle that you see is the upper left quadrant of a letter F. So it's basically taking the D and the F and kind of merging those two together to create this body. And yeah, and yeah. you get this science aspect to it and you start to kind of see what's going on there. Um, I, I love the investment in Quebec uh, because if you look at that... Um, uh, and, and this is a uh, basically a, a national funding mechanism uh, in Canada, uh, in Quebec uh, specifically. And uh, you'll notice that they have a very unique letter Q that is in the wordmark aspect of Investment Quebec. I like it. Uh, and they've, they've homed in on that uh, Q, which has this underline right below an upward grading swoosh. So if you think about it, that swoosh is actually a investment line showing an increase in investment. So Uh it's kind of like moving up. So you put the dollars in and they start out, you know, here and it's the old X, Y axis, you know, as time moves forward, the investment increases. So the line moves upwards. Um, So just really smart thinking on some of these where it's so much more than just, mm, let me think of a way to do an I and a Q for investment for that. Little mm-hmm. dual meaning there. I like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Always cool. great when they can do that. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. I, I, yep. I've seen this even done. I think like that bottom left one kind of reminds me too of like, a, is it the Color Forms toy uh, logo? You know, oh, yeah. where it used to be like, the, the, and it was, they almost had that idea where it had like the circle, half circle, triangle, and square made up the their mascot. Like, and it yeah. kind of feels in the same with that floating floating fun color vibe you know and, and you um, and you know who did that logo don't you that was paul Rand. that's right yeah yeah it's one of my favorites man one of my favorites all right what are we up to next do you have one that you want to focus in on guys you want to any anyone you guys want to look up let's go to take your pick let's go to a type one like black oh letter okay. or variable variable okay <laughs> yeah you know it, it, Mikhail, one of the fun things about doing this is that you get to uh actually spend time doing a research and you know uh as i'm sitting here trying to find something cogent to say about <laughs> black letter i'm going i don't know black letter it's, just, uh-huh. <laughs> it's that yeah. old font you know and uh yeah. i had such a fun time with that because you as you look at it you start to realize that uh black Black letter, which takes a lot of different uh, forms, we, we tend to associate with Germany a lot of times. 
Uh, and it was actually the official font for Germany up until the, uh, the last century, uh, but uh, basically developed in the 12th century. And, and as a font, that was what the Gutenberg Bible was printed with. Movable type, yeah, was wow. you know black letter, which is incredibly hard to read. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. unless you're German, can, and it just comes to you naturally. That. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, and and then I was kind of going, okay, so who's actually used black letter? And we've seen such an increase in the use of it, and different variants that have this very kind of contemporary look. Now, kind of looking backwards, you go, okay, the old Disneyland logo mm-hmm. was black letter. Um, It's used on diplomas and probably about at least half of the banners on newspapers throughout the world. Um, Somehow or another, Snoop Dogg and ACDC both (laughs) elected to use it. So it's it's a pretty personal font there. But I think that what happens is, is we've had fonts that have moved so towards, to such a Spartan extent. You know, um, so everything is sans serif and knocked down and it might be some modest iteration of Helvetica or Futura or, you know, that we're starting to get tired of that and uh, things start to fatten up type wise in the last year. And we started seeing more serifs on things. And then people kind of went, you know, black letter. That's got some damn personality to it. But the other thing is it's made out of these very graphic shapes. So as you start to look at it, you know, it's got some very angular kind of uh, geometric shapes that form a black letter. Uh, so it's got good personality to it. But um, if, if you were to go to like my font, you're going to find that there's just been an abundance of new black letter fonts that have been designed over the last year. Um, people kind of going, this is something that you could take and really kind of contemporize with a new twist. And people are doing it. So... Like they almost got the permission to start using these again. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a dramatic style, which is why I think it's kind of coming back. And as someone who does a lot of work in like the beer alcohol world, it's like very craftsmanship, right? Oh, Uh, you just hit it. But like, it's the sort of style that you can immediately reinforce just an idea or feeling by using something like this, which I think can be harder with your sans serif or serif or something more just out, you know, we see them in times. Yeah. But I think, uh, Billy, what I'm loving right now is what I'm seeing here too, is I think people are just taking black letter and, and making it more approachable into other stuff. They're sort of softening it down. Totally. It's less yeah. aggressive, which totally. to me, it's like these have so much personality without having that, like just that in your head, black letter look very sharp, angular. Like some of these feel a little round, you know, like Sloy, for example, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and barring even that like yeah. sisters trend that we see too, like with the O for pros and like, Yep. It is yep. very geometric and fun. Yeah, yeah that's true. Jordan, Jordan you nailed something. I know, I love it. And Jordan just hit something when he was talking about the idea of uh, all the craft breweries and, and the likes. Yeah. I really <laughs> had to look at this one hard to make sure that it wasn't just because we had a crap load of breweries, you know, that are being identified with everybody using black letters. <laughs> you know, hey, <laughs> kind of going, okay, if it's all beer, <laughs> this isn't a trend, you know. Uh, but but if we just got a few beer and it's so, uh, we, we made sure that we picked out oh. things that weren't all beer. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I find a lot of designers are probably like I don't have a client list yet or one or two that this works in just yet, and mm. I'm just dying to get one in there because I when I saw the probes one I was like that whole yeah, rebrand was just it. gorgeous. Oh, I mean, no, it, really it is one was. of my their caddies and their their bottles and everything are just so beautiful. If you guys haven't checked that one out, Kodo did an insane job on that. 
But yeah, when they, I saw that, I was do like, on all the beer stuff they do. You're right. It, it's an approachable, more uh, s- slightly softer version of the black letter, but it still has the readability. And and again, there's like again, there's so much going on with so little, and those are yeah. those, those are those ones that I look at and just marvel at and just strive for a hundred percent. You know, yeah, that's a killer. I like that one. Thank you. Sometimes Good. we end up seeing um, these repetitive shapes that mm-hmm. uh, and and I I really love to report on them mostly because they catch me by surprise. Um, <laughs> you know, a, a, a few years ago we were just seeing immense numbers of hexagons, <laughs> you know, worked into logos. Or then we were seeing these kind of things that I kind of referred to as Levi pockets. You know, it's it's basically this shield shape that kind of looks like a back end of the Levi, you know. Um, and uh, Guilty. this year, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> this year we um, uh, started seeing two things that were just everywhere. Uh, one was what we called Twinkle, which is basically a four-pointed star, if you will, with uh, curved lines. You know, so it's not just a square, but you know, in you know, uh, concave lines on it mm-hmm. to form out. And the other one was lightning bolts, and <laughs> it was just God. Things were just lousy with these. Guilty. Yeah, I mean, are you? Well, no, it, 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 that's, so it's not bad, you know, because. These are, it's not like people were doing lightning mm. bolt mm. logos. They were, sure. but you know, they, they were incorporating them into, or um, uh, they were incorporating these little four pointed stars into things. Into other things. Um, you know, so it, it's not like, it's a four pointed star, that's my logo. <laughs> yeah. There are a couple of those out there. Um, but one, one of the things that you kind of see with that four pointed star is it, it moves away from a five-pointed kind of jingoistic star. You know, it's not a star, David. It's not a, you know, it's it's not carrying mm-hmm. any baggage. Um, it's incredibly simplified. And what do we do as designers when we're working on identity? We want to simplify things. But it's kind of like this, I don't know, a spark of genius. It's, you know, this, um, uh, the flash of inspiration. It's this point at which things come together. It's a culmination. It's a crossroads. It's, um, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's a four pointed asterisk, you know, it's, you know, here's where it's happening. And, um, and we've got to think in terms of when you use these things, it's not just a matter of showing that shape. Like if you were to look at the very last, uh, or one of the logos on there, I think is a letter K, um, in there where it really is formed by these four components that all kind of come together at this, uh, confluence, you know, which creates this, you know, four pointed start. And when you think about what your client tells you they want as you're developing an identity, um, there are certain things that we as designers hear over and over, you know, it's, um, you know, we, we bring, um, various thoughts and ideas together to come up with a better solution. We, you know, uh, we bring entities from various places together to create this greater sum. And when you start talking about that, you can start thinking about, okay, these four things enter in to this picture to unite and create this burst. But if you pull one of them out, it goes away. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, there's, there's, there's thought that goes into these as well. Hmm. Yeah. I think it's harder to have any of either of these, including lightning sort of act as like that primary mark, you know, it, yeah. I think they're better suited for if you're going to have something more fuller or like a proper lockup, like leading lines or just balanced spatial uh, fillers. But uh, it is interesting that K 
for the uh, twinkle is mm -hmm. exceptional. I like how that works together. Yeah, it just works. Yeah, the yeah. the 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 lightning bolts one was kind of fun, but uh, from this perspective, <laughs> we good. And and again, just everywhere, you know, yeah. they were like they were like rabbits. Um, so you you saw all these lightning bolts, mm -hmm. but we find them used both. Um, think think about this. Uh, so lightning bolts historically, before we figured out that that was electricity, before we figured out how to use electricity. If you went back in history, the lightning bolt was basically looked at as punishment. Ah, you're right. Oh, really? It was, you know, it was a bad you're thing. Struck, you're going to you be know? like bad luck. Yeah. Or, Everything. you know, or, yeah. you know. Well, or Top the... Hat speaks to that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it was kind of like the gods were in charge of throwing the lightning bolt down at you to taking you out, you know. Um, I can see that. I can see that. And I think that's why I love you, um, the... Um, the, the grid bit is because it's approachable. It yep. might have that. It might have that negative connotation historically, but it's super approachable to me. Yeah. But lightning bolts move forward to the idea of electricity, which electricity is good, and it gives us the idea of you know, here's a lightning bolt yeah. of an idea. It yeah. started to shift its yeah. perspective yeah. from being a negative punishment yeah. Yeah. to being mm -hmm. a positive. So you know, it's uh -huh. it's used in these in a very positive way. Mm. It's electrifying it's too. Yeah, right? it's, it's, it's like, like yeah, such it's, an iconic symbol, right? Like it immediately yeah. conveys that story. It's just going by nowhere. having it in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you go back, Jordan, and uh, take a look at uh, it, and this is the part that really got me off guard was I started thinking about lightning, and until we could actually photograph lightning, yeah, mm -hmm. nobody really knew what it looked like. <laughs> I mean, it, it happens like that. You know, yeah. so it's kind of like, well, I think it was kind of like, you know, I guarantee it didn't look like a little zigzag line. Isn't you that know? funny? It's, the, it's, that, the, it's, the, it's not even representing of the real yeah. thing. <laughs> you know, that's that's <laughs> our interpretation of what we think <laughs> it looks like. But if you go back to Roman coins and Greek coins, where they actually uh, would take like Zeus, who, you know, uh, his symbol was a lightning bolt. Their lightning bolt that they would use uh, looked like I'm trying, it'd, it'd be worth somebody kind of taking a, a look at it, but it was entirely different from this. It basically looked like um, a fat ear of corn that had been squeezed down in the middle with a couple of wings on it, and uh, and you're kind of going, okay, yeah. I, that's lightning, you know. But that was their interpretation of what lightning was at the time. You're so, right, right. what happens in the future? You know, do we does lightning hmm. look like something else? Yeah. What was the thought? Yeah, we're yeah. Okay. now. I'm gonna every time I see a lightning bolt, I'm gonna be like, "That's not even a lightning bolt." <laughs> <laughs> they don't really look that's like great. that. <laughs> but that's what we do. We we make you know it's symbolism. Exactly. You know. Exactly. I mean, a heart a heart doesn't look like the heart that we draw. Yeah. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. No. Right. Um, you, you, a cloud doesn't look like the cloud that we draw. A, yeah. You know, yeah. Right. We're we're about taking things and pushing them down to that sure. symbolic reference that people get that essence because that's what we're trying to convey with anything that we create as a mark. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I'd love to go over the variable. Which one was it? Uh, variable oh, type. Variable font. Yeah. 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 Okay. Because yeah. Because this one's interesting, and I. I I find I think maybe sometimes it's hard to see in a logo. We think of it more as maybe editorial or type treatment, you know, where where I see it mostly. But I love these examples of seeing it in logos and brand. It's really interesting. Okay, so 
this is the thing about variable fonts that uh, we probably, you know, see just immense numbers of logos that have variable fonts in them. But we don't know it's a variable font because to us, it's just a font. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not demonstrating, okay, here's a fat letter and it's getting skinnier and it's on Weight Watchers and we're down to the monoline. And, you know, mm-hmm. it, that really is a demonstration that is used by variable fonts mm-hmm. to talk about how they work. So when you look at these marks, every one of them has really found a way to capture the demonstration of what a variable font does, as opposed to actually using the variable font in the way that it was intended. Yeah, they convey some sense? emotion. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we, we, we've all seen somebody, you know, take a variable font and go, wee, 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 <laughs> you know, where they run it from thin to thick to thin to thick to thin to thick. And that's the part that fascinates the designers is <laughs> the demonstration of what this does, as opposed to the effect it was really created for, which was, I just want to see what a, you know, condensed version of that in a medium weight looks like. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And you've got totally different like extremes here, like the VBAT one there at mm-hmm. the top and then the, mm-hmm. uh, oh, and then the essence one, like they're so completely like essence to me feels like it has the capability of success, the capability of maybe 10 year down mm-hmm. the road trajectory. But does the other one have that longevity? Do you know what I mean? And going so drastic yeah. with these, you so know, in, you know, the in fairness, yeah. In fairness, uh, both the um, uh, the one for transitions, which was for a digital conference in Barcelona, mm-hmm. and the Amstel Doc, which is for the uh, WPP headquarters in Amsterdam, both of those are highly animated um, in part of their use. Good. So okay. they really take advantage of you know uh, this. Matter of fact, the the transitions one. Uh, will will immediately throw you into a migraine if you um, you know spend more than five seconds staring at it. It's it's mm-hmm. going through some pretty wild gyrations. Um, the Amstel Doc, I just love um, for this reason, and, and it would be worth people taking a look um, at the WPP site to to take a look at what they've done. And uh, Armin on Brand New had uh, some great animation uh, that was done by them. If you want to go over to Brand New and take a look at it, but um, they actually went out into Amsterdam and found um, fonts that um, or the use of letter forms that had been used there culturally uh, going back centuries and built this particular font based off of those historical cultural elements that represented the city. And they have used it in some of the most creative ways, both three-dimensionally inside of their headquarters and in their signage and um, uh, letter forms that you walk up to that are uh, interactive, that spin. And it's just, it's just a real treat to kind of see how they've nice, used it nice. because they, they thought That's about cool. it. That's cool. That's like a whole other application now of your logo or your brand is mm. how it moves, how it changes, how it mm. how it's presented, right? Like yeah. I, I, I think that's like a whole other category. Like I, I because when I look at that more as a standalone logo, and I think of scalability, or I think of all the principles we 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 put into our brain as what a logo's got to be. I might not 
feel 100% on it, but I remember seeing that on Brand New and going like, wow, that is impressive for the show and like the story behind it, like what you said. So yeah, you just you nailed it because uh, just just taking a look at that graphic that we use in the report doesn't do it justice. Yeah. Oh. Do, you, do you find like maybe even on Logo Lounge does that does that is that something you've thought of of maybe showing the video version like if a logo has to be moving to to show it off correctly? Some, some people don't know this, but <laughs> if you Uh-oh. but if you upload a GIF. It shows on logo lines too. Oh, it so, does. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Jordan. Shows <laughs> Dang. It shows it the motion. Shows the motion. So uh, you can actually, uh, we've got members that upload logos as a GIF as opposed to as a JPEG. Um, so you can actually see the animation. Um, That's sweet. Yeah. One, one of the uh, things that I was contemplating uh, this year is one of the trends um, was one that I was going to call Wink. And uh, it was based off of a, a cat logo that somebody had done that as it's staring at, you know, you know, in Harry Potter, how the photos move just slightly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's logos that just have a little bit of motion. And this cat logo just sits there and it winks at you, you know, just every <laughs> once in a while. And I was going, holy, holy, yeah, th- th- this is good. I like this, you know, just basically pretty much holding still. And then all of a sudden he kind of breaks through the fourth wall and interacts wow. with it. You know, uh, so logos that just have these ever so subtle little motions, not that are going through gyrations sure. and trying to, you know, flip forward and backwards, but just subtlety. Um, mm-hmm. is and they live online, so logos. they can, th- these brands that live online, websites, mobile devices, you name it, apps, you can do, that's part of the, the game now. You can have that little subtle movement or that little, you know, I like that idea. It catches you by surprise. You know? We killed the CMYK world, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Pretty we much, live in RGB. Man. It's yeah. an RGB kingdom. Uh, <laughs> you know, so you, you can do that. And yeah. you can run gradients. And you can, you know, there's all kinds of things you can do that you didn't used to be able to do. Damn. Let's do one more. And then, and then okay. I'd love to get your final kind of thoughts on this. What, How about what, handout? Your choice. Handout. Um, (laughs) you know, uh, just because it's, you know, such a goofy thing. I, okay. Honestly, I can't tell if, uh, I, I happen to know for a fact that some of these are designers, uh, kind of follies that they've, Mm -hmm. you know, pursued and done for themselves. Um, but a lot of them are ones that have actually been incorporated into things. Mm. And, uh, you know, at a certain point, uh, we, you're, you're kind of going, wow. I keep seeing these hands with things floating above them. So, you know, because we're in still motion here, is it something that's on the way down and it's just caught mid fall or is it something that's on its way out? Mm. Or is everybody is it a just magician? Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, exactly. You know, but if, as you look at these, you start thinking, okay, there's something that's kind of mystical, kind of magical, kind of charming. Yeah. About these, yeah. Um, yeah. they're they're illustrated in every way from you know just uh, this very kind of um, uh, crude, naive uh, illustration style that we tend to see more and more of to highly mm-hmm. geometric. But mm-hmm. the the whole concept is the hand is human. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're putting the human touch into this, and it's this interaction between the customer, the human. And the product. And, you know, like 
uh, that that one where the bottle is. I, I'm I'm not sure what kind of liquor bottle that is, but it's hovering above the hand yeah. with the uh, you know with the little glow marks around the outside of it, so that you know it's hovering. Uh, yes. You know, uh, it, <laughs> it it kind of gives a sense of man. I I don't know what's in that, but I'll I'll try it. <laughs> I, think it's a, I think it's a. Beer. I'll take a drink. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know what? It, that is such um, an interesting visual to study a little bit more because yeah. aren't we so used to the hand directionally going to the right, not the left? Ah. You know, you see all those like community-based hands, you know, with the flower gr- growing or, you know, with, mm-hmm. the, with the heart and they're always going the other, other direction. I think that's super smart to head the opposite way. I love that. Yeah. I, I would true. never put that together, Mikhail. Yeah. Great thought. Great thought. Yeah. I, call, I call this the nail salon. <laughs> it's on the window you know of what? every nail salon you pass by. <laughs> yeah. There's that hand with that little COVID mask floating right above it. For me, this is like my personal hell because I drawing hands is my kryptonite. So <laughs> this, I could never adopt this even if I wanted it's awful. to. Yeah. But, it's interesting because it kind of falls into like this whole spiritual bohemian illustration yeah, trend that we've been it seeing does. take place the last couple of years. Yes. I think this is sort of like, you know, filtering through that. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's interesting to see like the composition is so similar, but like stylistically all these with these four examples we're looking at are very different, right? Like yeah. some are like very hand-drawn, uh, some are like very geometric stroke sure. based versus like you know, inverted color. But being so distinctly different stylistically you see them together and you start to see like they're still very similar like mm-hmm. the the same ideas mm-hmm. kind of repeated throughout and so it's it's interesting to see how these would Correct. actually like hold up uh just for like the long term or end up kind of like falling snare of just kind mm-hmm. of looking like other stuff i love mm-hmm. i loved your comment about the kind of spiritual bohemian you know, <laughs> a, a, and as you start to think about uh, designers uh, doing their own little kind of uh, projects, you know, just for their own soul, yeah. think about think about what we love to draw. You know, it's yeah, okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna draw a skull. I love skulls. You know, how many <laughs> clients do you have that really want a skull? Um, <laughs> you know, they're yeah, or like the rubies or swords or yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> It, it it's definitely one of those things that uh, you know that there are some designers that are treating themselves with these. Yeah. <laughs> well said. Yeah, that's true. I agree with you, Jordan. I I can't do a hand if like my life depends on it. So luckily, and luckily, haven't had a client anywhere in this zone. But uh, that would I'd go find somebody that could do it better than I can. <laughs> I always have to. It's awful. I cannot. Oh, I've yeah. seen people do like the whole like, you know, you hand model yourself and take the picture, try mm-hmm. to Definitely. You know, get the pose you want or do whatever. I'm like, mm-hmm. nope, not even going to try. <laughs> I thought I was the I only one that did that. I recently had to dig for the rock sign and the oh, yeah. sign mm-hmm. and oh. to, to have some support, you know, like use that for inspiration for support members. And I spent probably more time researching the proper hand than they will <laughs> rendering it. It's ridiculous. Guys, this occurred to me. Um, is I'm sorting out, I'm, I'm in the process of uh, sorting out uh, book 12 as we speak. And it's been fully judged and we had a tremendous panel of judges. We had like 40,000 plus logos submitted for um, wow. Logo Lounge 12. Okay. 
I, that that's got to be the hugest you know design competition ever you know with yeah. forty thousand pieces to judge. Wow. But but as I'm getting into there, um, one of the sections in the book is always hands. And Mikhail, to your point, you know about uh, trying to do the peace sign combined with the rock sign and and the likes. It it always fascinates me to see what people are doing with hands because they are so they're such a critical part of kind of symbolically representing you know human interaction. That human but, touch, like you said, yeah, yeah. But but let's take that to today. So oh, wow. all yeah. of these logos of people shaking hands or coming together hand to hand when we're social distancing, all of a sudden, you know, it's, it's no longer proper to shake hands or it's no longer, you know, so are we culturally going to be shifting some of our thinking about symbols based off of this current, you know, uh, COVID situation? That's yeah. Just two elbows. <laughs> yeah. You know, okay. Okay. okay Jordan, I'll give it to you. I'll give it. That, that one's yours. The, yeah, the, yeah, the, no one takes so, that. So Jordan, the, the goal is action. The, the goal is to have Bill start uh, a trend for next year called elbows. <laughs> Dang, I'm just gonna upload like ten thousand different variants. There you go. I know, just keep loading it up. Different yeah. designer names. <laughs> Bill's gonna be like Jordan was onto something. Yeah. You know. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna see the power of your podcast because I'm, I'm, I won't bring this up. But I guarantee you, I damn well guarantee you, Nick, within the next month, I'm going to start to see some elbow shaking. On the, okay. The well, there's there's the task out there, everybody. Start uh, loading up elbow logos. I think that's a great idea. If anything, it's just for fun, dude. Like, that's like, why not? We all if, need if it. If nothing else, go to Logo Lounge because, you know, it... Uh, it helps me fund part of my life and my daughter's life. And Good. You know, for, for anybody who's not familiar with it, there's a $100 annual fee. Yep. And yep. it is well worth it. There's over 340,000 logos submitted by thousands of designers that have been members from more than 100 countries around the world that are all so incredibly highly searchable. And, you know, uh, you know, Mikhail, when you're talking about, you know, looking for reference on hands, if I were to do a quick search on the word hands in here, just out of curiosity, because I happen to have it up, but I haven't done this before. Uh, What's your total count Just there? the word hands comes back with 1,857 different um, logos. The word hand itself comes back with 6,618 logos that, Amazing. you know, you can search by quality or by where they're from or by designer or, you know, just, it, it's an amazing tool. And well, on top of that, if you make the it in the book, that's dude. great. It's by far the best resource. We all use it. And like, I think to what you do for, for students who are obviously not at that level of maybe affording it just yet, you give them the option to, to, to browse through it and not upload my students use it like over and over and over again. And it's so helpful hmm. because they get to see, they can see the trends. If you, I think the cool thing about it too, is you can search hands and you can go back five or six pages and see how it has evolved. So it kind of shows you where maybe your next one should be rather than copying or being, you know what I mean? Which is really that's so a, insightful, such yeah. a neat way to look at things. So that's to me what I get out of it the most, you know, for sure. 
And if there are any, um, uh, Nick, I know you and I had good conversation on this, but if there are any other educators that are out there uh, listening, we set you up with a free account that you can use for your class so that uh, the students can access that account and be able to search it as they need to. Or we've got a, if they want to be able to upload, we've actually got an account for students. It's only $50. So um, if they want to go that direction, but yeah, it's good stuff. That's That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, this has been great. I feel like I, I'm ready to hit that next logo project like right now. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> out comes the black letter. Exactly. <laughs> lightning bolts. If there's any client out there that is looking to do a black letter, please, <laughs> let's, let's work together. <laughs> give Nick a call. That's awesome. All right. Well, Bill, give us again one more last. Where can they find you guys on social, web? Throw it out there. Sure. Yeah. Um, just head to the website, which is logolounge.com. And, uh, you know, put in logo lounge, all one word, uh, pretty much any social media, it's going to come up, you'll find us. Uh, but, uh, we really do encourage you if you've, uh, if you've not been introduced to logo lounge before, or if you love identity design, um, this is such a massive resource and, uh, we're, we're very friendly and easy to talk to too. So anytime you want to talk, just feel free to, uh, uh, click on the contact through logo lounge and I'm here for you. Yeah. I always see you guys reaching out to young designers on Twitter and everything. And that makes it, it's a big deal to them, you know, which is really neat to see. Oh yeah. You know, and they deserve it. You know, you see something good, you want to praise it. Yeah. You know, there's guys, Years ago, there were a handful of really crafty identity designers. Today, there are, you know, just innumerable designers that have such great chops. They're just so Mm. talented. Mm. And, uh, you know, and I'm talking to a few of them here. So, you know. um, Excellent. Excellent. You got some good stuff in there, Nick. Thank you, man. And Jordan, I got to go back and check yours out, Mikhail, too. <laughs> well, thanks again, man. Again, every year this is the best one for us to top shop, Sweet. talk shop a little bit with you. Sounds good. Appreciate Next it. Next year you get video, right? We got to. We got to figure a way out. Yes. Yeah, okay. that would be awesome. I'm, I'm not going to show any more shaking of elbows to everybody. It's you know. Imagine the day where we're actually at a convention all together. Wouldn't that be? Oh, let's do. Like, does that just not sound like the ultimate dream right now? But like, hopefully, hopefully one day we'll we'll, does, we'll all do that, that. and we can do a live episode with you in person. Let's let's Love shoot for that one day. Love to do it. Let's shoot for it. Excellent. All right, Bill. Thanks so much, awesome, man. Awesome. We appreciate it. You bet. Thanks, Bill. Bye bye.